This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Spinafel. What is up, y'all? Jonathan Rollins. And Skip Misara. Two Americans living in Sweden, talking about football. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm really uh, excited, man. I don't know if you... No, I don't why? Know why. Yeah, why would I, I, I be excited? Know. I'm just excited in general for football fans. You know, I don't. I just I want a good of, game. I just want a good game. I can't think of anything unique or interesting that happened this weekend that would cause you <laughs> to be more excited than normal. I can't um, think of anything either besides my motherfucking Dolphins being <laughs> the number one team in the AFC right now, baby. <laughs> I can't believe this shit. It's crazy. And I've picked against Miami two out of the three weeks so far. This doesn't mean I'm not a believer. This doesn't mean I'm not happy. I just, they were not supposed to win these last two games, and they did. And they look good, man. And we'll talk about it more as we get through the week, man. How was your week? Mine was also pretty good. The Falcons yeah, came home with their first win. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, of course, they... They tried to lose at the end. As, yeah, I mean, but you know. that, but that's that's what we do. <laughs> Who needs good heart health in these days? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, it was great. It was great to finally <clears throat> experience a win. Um, we yeah. watched the game this week with Saga's new boyfriend mm-hmm. over. Did he pass the test? He did. He seemed like a nice kid. Oh, good. Um, he doesn't know anything about football. Boo, get this guy out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so was he, he interested in the game when you watched? Totally. He sat there the whole time. I mean, he he was there from, you know, from the early window until about midway through the late window when they decided to go to bed. Um, he slept so at your place? He did. Oh, cool, man. He did. Um, That's good. Don't send him home in the middle of the game, uh, like sleepy and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it was. Um, yeah, it was cool. He seemed like a nice kid. You know what I mean? Like he seemed he seemed very polite and very nice. And did um, he ask questions about football? He did. He asked a lot of questions. Oh, that's uh, and I made Isak answer them all. I was like, I'm busy <laughs> watching the game, so. If he's got a question, you I told him before the kid even came over. I said, Isaac, you're going to have to answer all of his questions because I'm not going to be turning away from the screen yeah. to explain the game to this kid. Yeah. Um, I, I spoke to him a lot more in the late window when, when things kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah. There were only four games in the late window, so, yeah. so it was a little easier to kind of chat some. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he seemed like a nice kid, and 
and he said nice things about us too, which is obviously a good, you know. About your, you and uh, Joanna. Well, just us as a fat, like he had told, like Saga came home yesterday and said that he had a great time. And he, one of the things that he said, he's like, you can tell that you guys are like a real family. Like you mm-hmm. guys really like each other. Like you're a real enthusiastic and like, like a really fun unit, so to speak. You know, I was like, That's okay, true. you know, I was like, okay, cool. That's cool that he sees that. I mean, he might just be, you know, trying to sucking you know, up. get well, sucking up brownie points. up to her though? They already got yeah. her buy-in, you know. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it was a good experience. It was good. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, I had uh, I had a, <laughs> a dude come over, a friend of mine who's from mm. South Florida. Okay. And um, turns out, is a Tom Brady fan. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Imagine how I felt about that. <laughs> and uh, he said he was scorned by the Dolphins too much when he was younger and decided to. He liked Tom Brady in college. I'm calling bullshit on that. Liked Tom Brady in college. <laughs> Big FSU fan, too. I liked Tom Brady in college. That sounds like something you made up later. And I was like, well, also he did- NFL scouts didn't like Tom Brady in college. He got picked six in the draft, six rounds he, in the draft. He wasn't even the starting quarterback. He played like – He didn't play the time, much. Yeah, it's like, come at on, At the man. time Tom Brady was in college, they were doing this really weird thing where they would play one – I forget who the other quarterback was, but they would play one for the first quarter, and then they would play Brady for the second quarter. Mm. And then at halftime, they would decide who, who was going to play for the rest of the game. <laughs> That was how Tom Brady's college career went. It's like, come on, man. Just just say that you they were winning and you wanted them to win. You know what I mean? Like, don't 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 do that. If you wanted to root for a winner, that's all you gotta say. Yeah. But anyway, he was over. <laughs> <laughs> he has he still has some like Patriots fan fandom in his blood. So uh-huh. I had to I had to throw some jabs at him, you know. I'm a I'm a good host, but I also can be a little, a little. I can't I can't I can't. People like that, man. When you bandwagons, but he was rooting with us, so at least he didn't hate on us. I would have kicked him out. I honestly would have been like, hey, man, you got to leave. <laughs> but his team right now, quote unquote, is like the Bucks. I was like, this is one of my least favorite types of fans. This is my guy, too. I really like this dude. But it's like, stop, man. But he said he's ready to come back to the Dolphins, who are the number one team in the AFC right now. Of course he's ready. case, bro. Of course he's ready to come back. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like eventually throughout the season, Miami's going to regress to maybe mm. somewhere in the top 10. I mean, top eight, maybe. I'll even go top eight, top seven of the league. Probably make the playoffs, but then, gonna, re- then you're going to test his fandom. With all due respect, this dude sounds like he, the kind of fan who has like a jersey on underneath his jersey, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but he was rooting like he was giving us high fives and all that. But I didn't give any to him. That was another thing. Tell that was my protest. Ask him, ask him if he's got a Tom Brady Michigan uh, <laughs> Wolverines jersey in his closet. Ask like, him what's that. Your, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite receiver from that team that Tom Brady used to throw to? <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Is it DeAndre something? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Just throw a DeAndre out there. <laughs> 
takes a 40% chance. DeAndre, Devante, something. Uh, uh but yeah, there was there was that. Um and uh, uh but it was a fun fun week for me. I was really glad. Uh it sucks for my flip 'em pick 'em. Which by the way, shout out to our listener Alfred who sent us a spreadsheet that I am going to implore you to begin using now because I have updated it through the next few weeks. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you click on it, you'll see that uh right now, uh According to my to what I put in here, uh-huh. I'm winning thirty one to nineteen. What? That's what I got, man. How? That's what I got from the first, through the first three weeks. This week I won nine to seven. I had that uh the Jets thing gave me three extra points. See, this is why you shouldn't be allowed to keep track of the score. What because you you're wrong. I picked an upset in the first game that the Browns were gonna beat the Steelers. Oh, here's so the that thing. Means that- here's the thing. You could put that in. So I'll put that in right here. Boom. And now it's 31 to 22. See what I'm saying? You got your upset in there. The spreadsheet, you could do that. I love the spreadsheet, man. But this is why I got to keep an eye on you. You over there. (laughs) No, you'll be doing the spreadsheet. (laughs) Oh, I'm doing the spreadsheet. Yeah. All you have to do is uh, when when we start, uh, whenever we do the picks next episode, hop in there. And, you know, well, it might might be fun to guide you through it on, uh, on air. <laughs> yeah. So, so listeners, it's listeners like listening for that. It's like helping the old man across the street. Let's yeah. see how this goes. <laughs> but that was that's fun. Shout out to him. Uh, and uh, we can go through the games, man, and see because I had a really bad week this week. Yeah. Let's. Um, let's well, not we'll flip them, pick them, but actual picks, like on pigs can pick them. Right. Um, I did pretty good actually. Um, right, let's go through it. Yeah, Thursday night football. How about these Cleveland Browns? Yeah, you picked them. 29 to 17. Um, I mean, it has to be said, my Bulldogs, they fucking showed out in this game. Um, <laughs> Nick Chubb, 23 carries, 113 yards. Oh. He's averaging five yards a carry. He had a touchdown. He was breaking off just some great – just classic Nick Chubb runs where it's like, I would love to, I don't know the stat, but I would love to know how many yards he gets after contact. I mean, he's so hard to, to bring down the way he bounces off of dudes. Yeah. Uh, and of course, George Pickens, he only had 39 yards on three receptions, but my God, everyone is talking about this catch, bro. I've been watching it on a loop. Yeah. It, it like when you pause it, at the moment where he is at his most horizontal. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that shit is like, like I want it on a poster. Yeah. But let, let it not be forgotten that he tried to do another catch like that when he could have reached out two hands. You and know, it's he, funny. I, I, I hear down there. He could have had a touchdown there. I hear that. And I heard other people say that as well. And I watched that clip and I'm like, I, I don't see it. I don't see Maybe it reflects on Trubisky. I don't see in what way, considering where the ball was placed, that his other hand would have actually done him any good. Mm. Because if he had gone up, he he could have jumped to get up there with two hands, mm-hmm. but he was so close to the to the sideline, he never would have landed in bounds. So I, okay. I don't 
I don't really, I understand that people have criticized that, but I, I actually, having been a wide receiver in high school, I can say that uh, I, I don't see the controversy here. Okay. Uh, um, also, I'm a Bulldogs fan, so you could say that I'm biased, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to the game. You can say that the Steelers, honestly, they ain't shit without TJ Watt. And, uh, and you wouldn't be wrong if you said that. Um, they're looking like a bottom 10 team. <clears throat> I think I read somewhere that they are winless without him on the field, like oh, 0 and wow. six. They're like 0 and six, kind of without him on the field. They won a Super Bowl without him. I'm just playing. He wasn't on the team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, regardless, it has to be said, Jacoby Brissett uh, actually had a pretty good game. Yeah, um, he was actually he, throwing the ball downfield. It's almost like he took a steroid shot or something. I was surprised. Exactly. He he. He was very efficient, 21 for 31, 221 yards, two touchdown passes. Um, he was good. Um, and you also – the main thought that I had in this game is like you can't you can't help but think how dumb the Cowboys must feel trading away Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. I mean, the dude goes off for 101 yards receiving. He scores a touchdown in this game. How do you in – in a year – where you had this many wide receivers changing teams and 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 the kind of like compensation that teams were getting for for wide receivers that are thought to be the same caliber as Amari Cooper and you just like give this dude away for a fifth round pick it makes no sense I saw something um during the Cowboys I watched the game I pretty much watched the whole game, the Cowboys and the Giants. I was just, I just had to keep fast forwarding. I don't mind, you know. I do it for the listeners, um, hmm. <laughs> but like fast forward through commercials and breaks and stuff like that to try to watch the whole game. So I saw the game, and there was a part that I caught. Sometimes I catch some of the uh, commentary. Hmm. The Cowboys are the highest; uh, they have the highest percentage of uh, draft picks playing on their team, seventy-one mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. And to me, that speaks to the stubbornness of Jerry Jones. Agreed. Yeah, 99% of the decisions he makes are out of hubris and stubbornness, yeah. for sure. And I think that Amari Cooper trade is a part of it. <clears throat> yeah. He just hurts his team. Because he's, he's like, also... I want to do it. I want to do it. I also say, you know, we talked about this on the phone. You know, there was a funny quote from Jerry Jones this week talking about how he's watching all of Lyle Collins' snaps in yeah. Cincinnati, it, 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 as if he's like throwing shade, trying to say like, "Oh yeah, I was smart to let that idiot go. He's not good anymore." Yeah. It's like, are you watching any of Amari Cooper snaps, bro? Because he's out here ripping it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not watching his snaps. So why don't you just sit down and shut the fuck up, Jerry? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> um, on the other side of the field, you have the Steelers. Um, I'm not going to say much about the quarterback situation. I'm going to save that for my shit. Got learned. Okay. Um, but I will say that you have what I would argue is a pretty talented receiving core that is going completely wasted. Um, the Steelers took a one point lead into the half, but in the second half, it was punt, 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 field goal. Uh, and then there was that wacky play that they fumbled for a touchdown at the end of the game, <laughs> trying to do the, <laughs> yeah, trying to yeah. recreate the Miami miracle thing. Yeah. Um, 
Shout and out to most Gronk. Of, Shout out to Gronk <clears throat> falling. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That interview where he's like, when I looked up and I saw Gronk, I was like, what the hell is he doing on the field? <laughs> He was like, I, that's when I knew I was scoring a touchdown. Was score. <laughs> uh, and most of those punts came on three and outs, too. Yeah. Um, they were one for nine on third downs. The Browns ran a total of 71 plays to the Steelers, only running 55. I mean, that's... Well, some every, teams could win a game, even if they do a whole lot fewer plays. Just throwing it out there. We'll get to that later, <laughs> but that, that's obscene. Like, that's, that, that is, has to be one of the most extreme. Yeah. I want to talk about that later. Especially with a W. I've never seen Well, let's, let's like leave that. this game, man. Fuck this game. This game was trash as hell. Two teams that, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm a hater. I'm a, I'm a well, Browns the, hater this year. <clears throat> well, the, the last interesting thing to say about this game, honestly, is that... Um, their desire to hopefully tread water until Deshaun Watson comes back yeah. appears to be a, um, a legitimate plan. Through yeah. three weeks, the Browns are averaging 191 rushing yards per game. Yeah, this is right. how they're going to keep winning football games. It feels like they could, should keep at it, too, once he gets there, because he didn't look too sharp. He's been out of football for a while, so... Stick with it. Don't try to put it on his shoulders right away. Well, next week they have their work cut out for him. They will be playing my Atlanta Falcons, so we'll see how they manage <laughs> with that. Atlanta's going to be spoilers all year, man. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Uh, uh, Texans Bears, another barn burner of two uh, elite teams that are <laughs> – this might have been a Super Bowl preview is what we call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bears win 23-20. to 20. Uh, Man, this was a day to forget for both quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Davis Mills was 20 for 32, 245 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Uh, Justin Fields, eight for 17. This dude threw the ball 17 times, 106 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. He got sacked five times. Uh, Fields did have 47 yards rushing, but um, I mean, I guess you'd have to say the man of the match really is Khalil Herbert who was basically the next man up coming in for David Montgomery, who left the game with some kind of a knee injury, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, David Montgomery, sure he used to play for the Packers. <clears throat> Didn't everybody used to play for the yeah, Packers? Yeah, Montgomery played for the Packers before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of the listeners put us on blast about this. Everybody used to play for the Packers. <laughs> I want to say one thing. Um, I think the uh, – the oh, yeah, question for you. Trivia, yeah. quick trivia. Uh-huh. How many completions does Justin Fields have so far this this season? Oh my God! Uh, let's see, through three games, mm -hmm. three games. Uh, How many completions? And he has eight in this game. Mm -hmm. Okay, twenty-two. <laughs> that was a little low. It was it's twenty-three. I was close. Yeah, though. it's very close. Well, I'm impressed. <laughs> Because I, I thought after three games, you would think with this past happy league that it would be at least like 40, 23 completions, and they're two and one. How? I don't know. One of them is a monsoon game, and then this one is exactly. playing the Texans. So I think the Bears will find their place at the bottom of the league soon enough. But two and one. Absolutely. Uh, Herbert had a hell of a day, 157 yards, two touchdowns yes, on 20 good, carries. Man. Uh, this he used was a to play for sloppy. the uh, Packers back in the day. I, that's what I heard. I yeah, heard they that drafted somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was quarterback, backup quarterback. <clears throat> this was a very sloppy game between two very bad teams. Um, and in the end, the cream rose to the crop. 
as my man, former Bulldog, Roquan Smith, gets the interception to set up the game-winning field goal. Yeah. Pissed off that he didn't get that new contract. Dude decided to play and bet on himself. Roquan yeah. Smith out here handling his business, yeah. showing him what he's worth. Go get it, Roquan. Yeah, I hope he gets that money, man. Mm-hmm. All right, then we got the uh, the somehow worst team in the league, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Against the Tennessee Titans, I thought they were going to pull it out. I was like, they can't go zero and three, and they played the lowly Titans. And the Titans, Derrick Henry woke up. He did, he did. Um, yeah, and the and for the Raiders, uh, these have all been really close games. Yeah, um, really close games. Um, shout out I, to uh, shout out to bad uh, unprepared teams. I mean, I'll, I'll dig into that more. But uh, the Raiders, man, how many delay of games? At least three. I, it's game. crazy. You know what else? Speaking of coaching, uh, I would say that it, it must be said regarding the Titans. Um, I mean, I've been out here just like everybody else, just already sort of writing their autopsy. But Mike Rabel, mm. he's still got a lot of fight at him. Yeah, and, and I think it's easy to forget how good of a coach he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was really impressed and, and pleased to see um how they rose to this challenge uh to 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 try and like yeah terrible start to the year but hey let's let's chip away at this thing um like you said derrick henry 20 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown they got him involved in the passing game a lot early i don't know if you noticed that but he was which was a little scary he he nearly dropped the ball several times yeah he's not a very good receiver but it was fine they were just ball real small (laughs) Cannot. Yeah, exactly. He does. It kind of does look like that. It looks like the Hulk trying to catch yeah. a, you know, trying to catch a BB. You know, it's like uh, he, he he had six targets, five receptions and 58 yards receiving, um, which is good. They got Robert Woods in the game, finally catching balls, uh, 85 yards on only four receptions. Um you know, Derek Carr, I, I don't I don't know what to say about Derek Carr. I, I I think Derek Carr puts too much of the game on his shoulders when he gets stressed. Um I do not think that him throwing the ball forty four times a game is a recipe for for success for the Raiders. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I, and I he's like kind of forcing it to uh Adams a little bit. Which did not work. Adams yeah. only had 36 yards receiving. Yeah. He had 10 targets, five catches, 36 yards receiving. That's, like they're kind of they're kind of on to on to you. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny that what was it? Mac Hollins was their leading receiver. He he had eight receptions for 158 yards and a touchdown. Um, but this thing, I think you know, we'll talk about it later. Um, but the Vikings showed that they had an idea of what to do when everybody is going to bracket Justin Jefferson, right? Mm, and now oh, we okay. need to see that. We need to see that from the Raiders. We need to see that they have a plan B for mm. when when Adams is completely bracketed and erased from the game. Like you need to show that there are other things that you can do besides throwing it to Waller or throwing it to Adams. Yeah. You know how um, um, a lot of these uh, team, like these uh, coaches and stuff, they keep in touch with the old staffs and all of that stuff. <laughs> So I'm thinking Josh McDaniels, he might reach out to Matt Patricia and see if he can get some tips on how. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God. Yeah, that's oh, great advice, man. Jonathan. I like yeah, that. That's what I do, man. <clears throat> you want to go to the next um, game? Or you have more for this one? Well, I just think it's kind of interesting that, you know, like a week after blowing a 20-point lead in a game where they had plenty mm. of chances to snatch up the victory, the Raiders D, uh, you have to say, played pretty well and and held the Titans scoreless in the second half, um, which is what gave them a chance to win this game. But, you know, as we've said, they did not. Yeah. Uh, they're 0-3 mm-hmm. um, with a coach who's been far from impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. And after Sunday's loss, head coach Josh McDaniels uh, was rather late getting to his post-game interview um, with the mm-hmm. press after what having what was reported as a lengthy closed-door meeting with team oh, yeah. owner Mike, Mike Davis, Davis. Um, which you know I like to have a. F- uh, a microphone in that room, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's not a good sign. Three games in, uh, and you're already at the print in the principal's office. I, I heard Mark Davis say, <laughs> "No, you're not fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Yeah, or hit me with that Tyra Banks. <laughs> I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? We don't need like, that enough, man. I feel like it was a little more intensity to the meeting. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you are trash! <laughs> yeah. Yep, that, that could have come up also. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, then next game. in our uh, Fuck Your Parlay game. <laughs> in the Fuck Your Parlay game of the week. <laughs> we were so convinced. Is that the only thing that fucked our parlay? Uh, yeah, because we didn't bet the Bills. The two big upsets were the Bills loss and the Chiefs loss. The two best teams in the AFC lost on the same day. It's like, fuck your parlay, man. Uh, but I don't think people really wanted to bet the Bills. You never knew what the, the what the Dolphins did the week before. But Chiefs, mm. nobody thought the Colts, which helped us, though. We felt like the Chiefs still are going to comfortably win that division. The Colts yes. were picked to win their division, and it's looking like a rough go, a rough start for them. Your boy, Matty Ice, is looking like Matty Water Drops. Well, and, bro, uh, what are you talking about? Matty Ice came through in the clutch for the, the clutch, upset yeah. of the week. <laughs> in the clutch. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I, I think the Colts won this game in spite of yeah. Matty Wheels. Yes. Uh, because their defense deserves most of the credit for eliminating the Chiefs' run game. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the Chiefs, uh, they need to find a run game. No, but that their run game has been great for the first two so. weeks. Yeah, I'm Mahomes, thinking about last year, yeah. Mah- the big difference in this game for me is that Mahomes spread the ball around per mm-hmm. usual. Mm-hmm. He had over 100 or 260 yards passing, but the Chiefs were held to only 58 total rushing yards in this game. Clyde Clyde the Glide had seven carries for zero yards. Clyde the Glide. Zero. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the Chiefs' only TD came by way of, you know, who else? Mahomes, Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan had a rough day in the pocket. <laughs> a rough day. He took yeah, some man. really ugly Matt Ryan esque sacks. Man, sacks. it was just like Five. I bet you had PTSD watching that. <laughs> there was that one too where he like dropped back to pa- he got pancaked. It was oh, it was it was ugly. Five times he gets sacked, but to his credit, mm-hmm. he managed to throw zero picks. That now. When he gets sacked yeah. that much, he usually throws some picks. They wrote me off. Is, I ain't right back, though. That's right. Go for it. You go get some. Uh, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce led the team in receiving yards. Uh, 
a few big chunk plays that helped move him down the field. Yeah. Um, but it was the rookie. Uh, it was the rookie Colts third round pick Jelani Woods, a six foot seven, 253 pound linebacker mm. uh, or no tight end. Sorry. Uh, from Ellenwood, Georgia, of all places. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Stop it. Yeah. I don't even know where I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't even know where Ellenwood, Georgia is. I've never heard okay. of it. You mean me um, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm, I know something great about Ellenwood, Georgia. I just, <laughs> I just know he's, he's from Georgia. Anyway, huge red zone target, six, seven, 253 pounds. Uh, how even Matt Ryan can't miss that guy in the end zone, three <laughs> targets, two receptions, two touchdowns. Uh, the chiefs had a chance to put this one yes. out of reach, but it, they had a 10 play drive. Um, that ended with a turnover on downs after a terrible fake field goal pass that went. That's got to be the wrong. worst one. I've that was seen. so bad. I was like, was anybody in a route? Like, <laughs> the, was the, it, was, it seemed like the uh, the holder was the only one who decided to do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh guys, yeah, like he got like nobody got else bad got the same play. They all got different plays. <laughs> then on the next drive, uh, Amendola misses a thirty-four yard field goal. You gotta hit that. Yeah, you gotta. Um, but that's their back. I mean, that's. I, I know it's their backup. Um, Colts get the ball back with eight and a half minutes left. They go on an eighteen play drive, a drive that should have forced the Colts to punt. After a Chris Jones sack on Matt mm, Ryan, which was, turned into an unsportsmanlike flag. This was bullshit. <clears throat> Jones said something to Ryan while he was on top of him. Um, That's bullshit. Don't, I, didn't, I don't agree with this, man. The flag comes out. The drive stays alive. It led to the game-winning touchdown. The ref was interviewed after the game, but he would only say that the reason for the flag, he wouldn't say what it was, but he said it'll be in my game notes. But I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. I read the notes. Um, he said the N word to Matt Ryan. <laughs> <clears throat> Matt Ryan yeah. was trying to take his helmet off and hit him with it <laughs> in a Miles Garrett I, move. I mean, I would assume that since he was on top of Matt Ryan when he said it, he probably mm. said something sexual in nature, like something about perhaps where he would like to stick his penis in Matt Ryan. <laughs> like I'm going to stick it in your. Open up so I can, yeah. So I can put it in your mouth or something, or or so I don't know. I I'm just I'm speculating here. I think I'm, I'm, these are athletes competing at the highest level. They're gonna, something they say should not get a penalty, hmm. unless they say something towards a referee threatening. I think hmm. words, even even including the n word. Hmm. I think if you I, oh, you think we should be able to call players the n word on the field. <laughs> I think if somebody saying? I'm saying if somebody said it, it shouldn't be. I said we. I said we as if I was speaking for all whites. <laughs> no, I'm saying it shouldn't be a penalty for words. No. I don't think so you, unless unless you're threatening a referee, I think okay. people provoking each other with words, as long as it doesn't come to action, I think uh you shouldn't then they're gonna have what a um a list of words that aren't allowed you know how far we're gonna go with a referee where he's like oh wait is that on the the banned word list right he he said he said cocksucker that's homophobic technically so you know what i mean like what are we gonna how far we're gonna go with that fair point um i'm in favor of i'm also a comedian so i that's yeah no i hear where you're coming from um i i would like to not hear the n-word on the field i agree that uh Um, maybe a fine 
Sure. Find them later for for a racial act. Yes. <laughs> right. But uh, if if Chris Jones called uh, Matt Ryan a racial slur somehow, <laughs> then uh, you know what I'm saying. If he called him, if if they say, did you just call him a honky? <laughs> Penalty. <laughs> he said cracker ass cracker. Now you can say cracker, <laughs> but don't put ass cracker after. It's like <laughs> if he does something like that uh, and they define it and say these words are finable, then fine them. But I don't think you should take yards and uh, get the whole team. I don't know, man. They, they, they right. swung a game and uh, a bunch of parlays on this. That definitely happened uh, because it kept that drive alive. Yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier, Earlier, um, Matt Ryan finds Jelani Woods in the end zone yeah. for the game-winning touchdown. 24 seconds left. No magic this time for Mahomes. Uh, he did have a deep shot that made you think, like, oh, shit, here mm. we go. Yeah. Uh, but on the next play, he throws uh, he throws the ball. It gets tipped by Stephon Gilmore and then picked off by Rodney McLeod. Ball game. Yeah. Cold swim. Um, Sounds like that Bengals game, right? <clears throat> yeah. Special teams loomed large in this game. One of the Colts' TDs came by way of a muffed punt. That can't be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, they also got pinned very deep in their own end because of another questionable punt return decision. Sky Moore does not look good in the punt mm-hmm. return game. No, he muffed no. a punt, and then he let one go that he could have caught for a yeah. fair catch, and they got pinned deep in their own end. Yeah, so um, he was worried about muffing so, again. They should, uh, exactly. They should put Tyree. Oh, never mind. Oh, oh, right. I don't even remember. What happened to Tyreek Hill? Did he go somewhere? I don't know. Jerry Jones traded him. (laughs) For a six-round pick. (laughs) Let's go, man. Let's do it. Let's do it, waited. We've waited long enough. For the second week in a row, the Miami Dolphins upset a top AFC team and become a top AFC team. This is I lo- we lost our damn minds waiting on Miami to uh, for B- or Buffalo to erupt and take over, uh, and then Miami wins the game. Man, the Buffalo, the twelfth man in Miami, is doesn't get enough credit. Seattle's got their twelfth man with that crazy uh, crowd. Uh, Kansas City, they got the twelfth man. Uh, the Patriots, they have the twelfth man with the referee teams. Um, <laughs> 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 and the cheating uh the <laughs> but the miami dolphins 12 oh don't forget lambo you got the lambo as the they got their uh home field advantage miami dolphins home field advantage only happens early in the season and it's the motherfucking weather right now there's a hurricane storming towards miami right now uh mm-hmm. hurricane ian is about to snap slap the shit out of florida and uh, with the reason that it's coming so hard is because of the heat. Mm. The heat in Miami. And the Buffalo Bills got to feel a little bit of that heat and humidity. Uh, and they're also I, uh, the architects in Miami might be the, the weekly MVP because that stadium that puts the every week I laugh at the uh, opposing team sitting in the sun <laughs> while the Dolphins are sitting in the stadium. So, it's so brilliant. It's so it, it 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 cannot be understated how smart it is uh, to have built that stadium in such a way where the sun where the dolphins are in the shade and the away team is just cooking yeah. in the sun. And it was just an upgrade. Like an, it was an upgrade to the stadium. So it's not like they built it from the ground up. They put an opening in the top like they they 
and it's just stru- structured it so brilliant. So smart. Oh, I love so it. So fucking smart. <laughs> I love it. So uh, you can see Bill's players dropping like flies. Offensive players. Yeah. We alluded to the fact the lopsidedness of the play calls. Miami was scoring fast when they scored. And you would think this would hurt their defense, but somehow Miami's defense was well-conditioned, and they <coughs> fought it out, and they just made stuff happen, man. They just made uh, uh, Josh Allen uncomfortable. They watched the running lane so he couldn't get away that much. He did a few times. He frustrated you at times, but not enough to put a bunch of points on the board. And, uh, and Miami held that Buffalo Bills offense to 17 points. The funny thing everybody's talking about is the punt at the end of the game, which made you think the game was going to be over because Oof, couldn't, get, couldn't get not one yard on that last drive. Mm. The Buffalo Bills defensive line, which doesn't get enough credit, is really staunch and did not allow one yard. They tried to sneak. They tried to uh, do a, like a little draw. Then they tried a little pass to the flare uh, that was knocked down by Von Miller. It's like <clears throat> there was no way to get out of there. Then the uh, personal protector, as I just found out the guy is called, backs into the punter for no reason. He didn't get pushed back. He just took steps backwards and caught a football in his butt crack. Uh, and then <laughs> Tyreek Hill said uh, next, next time he's going to catch it because he got strong butt cheeks. <laughs> but the ball bounces off his butt, goes out for a safety. Some people were suggesting that Miami just take the safety. But... Hmm. Uh, Sean was saying it's a bad idea because you take the safety, then they can win with a field goal because that made it 19 to 21, which became the case. Because you got to kick it back to the Bills after yeah. the safety. But Miami's punter, Morsehead, hit a 73-yard punt mm. and pinned the Bills back a little bit more. Uh, the return didn't go that far because the guy had to run back to get <clears> it. <throat> then Buffalo tried their best and ran out of time. The entire stadium was doing a countdown of the clock. It was beautiful. Uh, Me too. When Miami wins the game, we were jumping around my living room, <clears throat> and we got a new bandwagon fan that joined us in the in the cheer. Uh, this was the most confusing. <laughs> this was the most confusing moment of the evening for Saga's boyfriend because when when Josh Allen threw that pass, I ju- I jumped, uh, and when I realized like how much trouble they were getting the yeah. to get the ball reset, I jumped up. And started counting down, and I yeah. ran to grab my my the headphones for my <laughs> for my phone because I was like I had it right. I was like, as soon as that thing hit zero, I called you. I yes. was like, boom! Uh, you can hear my my apartment was pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, the, the boyfriend was like, what, I don't what's happening? Like why? <laughs> like why is he freaking out over this? <laughs> yeah, man, that was nuts. So Miami won, yeah, and I'm three and zero. And I'm this glad. this thing about total play. I mean, everything about this game is oh, yeah, so insane. Ninety plays for and Buffalo. Thirty nine plays for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Ninety plays for the Bills. Uh, total yards: the Dolphins had two hundred and twelve. The Bills had four hundred ninety seven. Time mm-hmm. of possession: Dolphins nineteen yeah, minutes and twenty seconds. Too. Bills 40, 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Allen. Threw the ball 60, 60 times. 60 times. Come on, man. 63 times for 400 yards and two touchdowns. You would never guess that they lost this game, ever. He also fumbled the ball. Put us he in. did. That gives us points right there because we score shortly after. So then we're back off the field again. You know what I mean? But the defense somehow, <clears throat> some way, stuck it out, man. I can't believe they were on the field so long. And offensive linemen for, for the Bills were falling down every play, cramping up. Stephon Diggs was out a few plays because of the cramping. 
It was great. Just like he just kept like limping off to the side, and they're like massaging I mean, him and spraying water on him. It it's looked insane like a game. to think that Josh Allen goes forty-two for sixty-three, four hundred yards. Tua thirteen for eighteen, one hundred and eighty-six yeah. yards. Yeah. You, if if all you did was look at the box score, you'd be yeah. like, how, how, <laughs> how yeah, does this happen? And we dropped two interceptions. Yes, he threw the yeah. ball directly to That's Holland. True. And then, uh, and what's his name? Uh, Xavier Howard jumped around. No, three, because Howard almost got a pick on that last drive, too. Yep. Uh, but then uh, he throws that ball into the ground and on the fourth down. That was another one. Like, you think they're going to win the game. He throws the ball in a little out route, and it doesn't even make it to the receiver. It bounces. Right. And yeah. that, But he also, he was getting his hand looked at. It's like, did his hand that was a t- That was a terrible throw. That was... Yeah. Hey, they were looking at his hand later, so I thought he got a cramp or something. Uh, but uh. just per- it's like angels in the outfield type of thing. And then Tua <laughs> died for seven seconds. <laughs> okay, I, now I have a question to ask. <clears throat> so he gets sacked. His yeah. head smacks on the ground. Yeah. He suddenly looks like a guy who whose who head just drank who had a, a concussion. Yeah. Who he, he looked like he had just drank a whole bottle of tequila. Uh, can't stand up. Yeah, but it gets labeled, and he keeps shaking his a, head too. Shaking it it head. gets labeled as a back injury, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and he comes back into the game because Bridgewater now, looked like shite. Yeah, and, and now we have a, a a little bit of a controversy. Well, Miami is a very stand up organization. They've never done anything <laughs> shady, so there's nothing. They would to see never. Here. They would never mis. They would never mislabel an injury. <laughs> no, stand up uh, organization. Nothing to see here. Stephen Ross was, was. He wasn't even around. He's like, hey man, I'm suspended, man. <laughs> what do you mean? I, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, Don't look so, at me. So here's the thing. Earlier in the game, I'm not. My personal opinion, I believe that was a concussion, right? I thought this game was basically we're not going to see Tua. Hopefully, Bridgewater can do some things. You know, we still have a good right. receiver core. This is what I was thinking. Especially when, uh, but then he walked off. He looked clear-headed, like when he walked off the field to go back to the back uh, and get whatever fucking steroid shot they gave him or whatever. Uh, earlier in the game, he tried to sneak, and the whole pile rolled up on him. Mm. And he tries to get up, and he falls down to his knee, like he he does fall down. And we all got worried. We all like held, holding our breaths in my living room. And then he took a he does take a knee in the huddle. But we were watching him closely. He took a knee, then he stood up, and then we were like, okay, he's walking all right. They use that to justify why his like his back locked up again, is mm. what they're trying to say. Uh, we all know mm. it was a concussion. And if I were them, I would say he had a concussion. We went through percussion, concussion protocol. He passed it. What's the big deal? Why can't well, they say that? I, <clears throat> well, because I think that it takes... The concussion protocol takes longer. Oh yeah, because it was only half. It was right before halftime. It was like three plays. It takes longer than you. It takes longer than you think. Okay. Um. So I think that's probably why. Okay. Um, So they're saying. So are they saying they never put him in concussion protocol? Yeah. To my knowledge, they're saying it had nothing to do with that. That it was just. If that's the case, it's like come on, man. So, whatever. He he looked good when he came back out. He looked clear headed. He, he threw a fucking dart of a touchdown or a deep pass to set up a touchdown later. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miami wins the game, man. There's nothing to see here. Take That's whatever great. fine. <laughs> well, who needs draft picks? You know, who needs draft picks? <laughs> we, already lost, we already lost it anyway because of Stephen Ross and his shenanigans. 
let's uh let's go man it's a great win honestly it Hell was fantastic yeah. i'm so glad i don't think miami's better than <laughs> buffalo i'm very glad we won that game mm. we we weren't better than new england when tom brady was there we still won half the games he was playing in miami we still have a winning mm. record when he came <clears> down there it's just something about our, our 12th man man shout out to the sun the hug at the end of the game between Tua Odd. and Josh Allen was almost like the kind of hug that you see at the end of a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, like it, Josh, <laughs> I mean, that was just, that was such a weird. It had I, to it, be it, like fatigue in there too. Josh Allen has said it, nice things about Tua. A fatigue and you could tell that it was, you know, maybe kind of an emotional yeah. thing for whatever reason. Um, and Allen had defended Tua. On right. uh, on Kyle Brandt's, uh YouTube show, and mm. was saying he's happy for him. So it, it could have been that too, man. And and it well, showed cool. that everybody's talking about how tiny Tua is. That's two really. That's two uh, quarterbacks that he's looking eye to eye when uh, he's supposed to be like five foot seven or whatever. There, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. Tua's still six one, man. Stop <clears throat> it, everybody. Mm. Every, the hyperbole so, is going in every direction, and I wish like he's six. He's six one with a helmet on. Let's be clear about and that. And cleats. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like Kyler Murray. I'm saying he was looking, no matter what, he was looking, uh, he's one inch shorter than uh, Lamar Jackson. I mm. hear nobody talking about Lamar Jackson's height, but that's enough. That's true. True. Let's, let's move on to yeah. uh, to our boy. You like Vikings. that? Yeah. You like that? How about this? Vikings 28 to 24 over the Lions. Kirk Cousins pulling the rabbit out of his hat, scoring 14 points in the third quarter to squeak by these Lions. I mean, golf to Amon Ross St. Brown continued to be a thing in this game, but there was a long stretch. Shout out to the St. Brown brothers, man. Yeah, I love those guys. But there was a stretch in this game where he was hurt. Um, He did come back later in the game, but his presence was missed for sure. Mm. Um, my man, former Bulldog DeAndre Swift, came out of this game with an injury as well. Yeah. Um. So that didn't that didn't help. He only had seven carries for thirty one yards. They leaned heavily on Jamal Williams, who delivered twenty carries, eighty seven yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he also got a very stupid, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after with because of this Bruh. TD celebration. I guess he was too sexy. Too sexy. For the NFL. It was like, Out man, they, were, they looked at his dick print. They were like, no, nah, that's much. It's too much. <laughs> I mean, what is this? The 1950s? We're like worried about, you yeah, know. Elvis. Are, are women going to faint when they watch? <laughs> Two cheerleaders did this? indeed faint. I mean, get <laughs> the fuck bullshit. out of here. Such bullshit. I mean, you have cheerleaders on the sidelines who are dressed up like strippers, and you're out here worried about Jamal Williams <laughs> gyrating his hips. Like, I'm glad you said that, man. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That doesn't make any sense. Detroit defense um, looks legit. I have that in my notes. True. Yeah. They look legit um, at first. And then uh, Goff looks allergic to throwing the ball past the first down marker. <laughs> yeah. Also a very good point. Um the other point that I found interesting, which I guess I kind of already alluded to, um, was how the Vikings were determined to prove that they are not a one-trick pony. Cousins was spreading the ball around the field, uh, trying not to lean too heavily on Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson only had six targets, three receptions, 14 yards. K.J. Osborne was the man for the night. Uh Five receptions, 73 yards. He had the game-winning touchdown, of course. Adam Thielen had a good night, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
Irv Smith Jr. was there when they needed him. He had a at least one big chunk play, 17-yard reception. Um, Dalvin Cook had a day, 96 yards, but he also left this game with an injury as well. I yeah, he did. Dislocated his shoulder, I think. Oof. Um, Alexander Madison came in and scored a touchdown. He looked pretty good. Um, had Got them within three points with eight minutes to play in this game. From there, the Lions turned the ball over on downs mm-hmm. after a 10-play drive. They kept was snuffed going for out. on fourth down, man. Uh-huh. They got a drive snuffed out on fourth and one. The Vikings turned the ball over on downs after a five-play five drive. And then Lions kicker, Austin Siebert, mm-hmm. missed a 54-yard field goal. This proved to be pretty much the turning point in the game. It was a minute 14 on the clock. Uh, you're up by three, facing a fourth and four. If you punt... And you've gone for a fourth down how many times? <clears throat> like the game, like now you don't want to do it. Now you get shy. I mean, there's so, he had three options. At, at, oh, he this says this in, in the, the press game. conference. Yeah, he had three options. He could have, um, he could have done what he did, try to kick the field goal. Um, he could have gone for it, which if he didn't get it, would be essentially like he'd be in the same position that he yeah. was in by missing the field goal. No, right? but you're a few more yards down the field. Sure. But if you punt, then obviously you have them pinned deep in their yes. end. They have a lot to work with. Yep. Um, anyway, he went with the field goal. They missed. Um, That's they probably the them. worst decision, too, of the <clears throat> yeah. three options. Yeah. I think, the, I think the failed fourth down conversion from earlier got in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, so they turned the ball over after the missed field goal. Vikings have a short field. I think the ball was on like the Minnesota 44-yard yard line. You put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands. It only took three plays. Yeah. Cousins to KJ Osborne, a 28-yard deep shot for the go-ahead TD. That was it. That was the ball game. Yeah, because uh, you know that there's a plan. Like in the script of this movie, <laughs> is a golf uh, interception. Actually, that was the ball game. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> give the ball back to golf with 45 seconds. It's like I like I usually say. It's only gonna end with a game-ending interception. <laughs> um, I yeah again I think this shows a lot of um <clears throat> this shows a lot of maturity for a young coach mm-hmm. uh who managed to figure out what to do when they take away what is supposed to be your greatest offensive threat. Mm-hmm. Um very very impressed uh with him so far. Um and now he flies to London. Uh, the Vikings have they the Saints, they, right? they they play the Saints in London. The Saints are pretty banged up. I kind of like their chances. Yeah, uh, no, to be I honest think they're going to win that. Yeah. Hopefully, Dalvin Cook is okay. But if not, it's Alexander Madison seems to be pretty competent carrying the ball, and he was last year too. He stepped in and had some good games last year when yeah. Cook was out. I so, think uh, yeah, we can talk about the Saints later. But I really think Dennis Allen. I read mm. somewhere that he kind of like temper tantrumed his way into that coaching job oh interesting and it's, it's feeling like uh this might be was he out here flipping tables <laughs> throwing his toys on the floor no he was uh he did an impression of uh of the offensive coordinator of the buffalo bills when they when they lost oh my god <laughs> i love that clip dude it's so good somebody covered the camera like there's no this, we don't need to do <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was an epic meltdown. Um, speaking of <clears throat> shitty teams, let's talk about the New England Patriots. Uh, going, <laughs> it feels yes. so good. It feels so good to see the Look, Patriots losing. This one's funny. The final score makes it seem 
yeah. like the Patriots were a lot closer than they really were. Um, the Ravens defense, I have to say, continues to get bailed out by Lamar Jackson and company. Um, this guy, I mean, what are you supposed to say about Lamar Jackson? It, 18 for 29, 218 yards passing, four touchdown passes. He did have a pick, uh, but he also had 107 yards rushing on 11 carries. The dude's averaging like almost 10 yards per carry, and he had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, if the two touchdown passes to Mark Andrews, one of them was like a thing of beauty, right? Well, actually, both of them. One of them looked like a play that they stole from Eric Bieniemy. You know, the yeah, shovel yeah, pass. Yeah. They did the shovel pass. That was nice. But the other one, he tosses up to Andrews, who has the dude that's covering Mark Andrews is like basically in his lap. And he puts the ball only where Andrews can catch it. And and to have that focus to still haul that ball in and get your feet down. I mean, it was it was it was great. I I won my fantasy because of Mark Andrews. Thank oh. you for that. Uh, Lamar to Duvernay TD pass was also very nice. Perfectly thrown ball. What's the knock on this guy? He's a, he, he's a running back. He's not no. a good throwing the ball. People, no. I mean, that's a, but that's what it was originally. Oh. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, it, remember but he, he came no back receivers. the next I know that. But, you know, and he had that famous quote where he had a game where he threw like a shitload of touchdown passes in the the press conference afterwards. He was like, yeah, not too bad for a running back, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to South Florida. uh, Mac Jones, not to be outdone, also Mm. had a rushing touchdown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want he uh, obviously he's no Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Um, I mean, he obviously he you know, he completed a lot of passes uh put up a bunch of yards but the dude had zero touchdown passes and three motherfucking picks um I, i'm uh, what uh, tell lunch. me t- tell me what you, i love it i love it all of the people you, that were saying like <laughs> that he was the next and he just was it was it, because of him that they got rid of uh cam uh i forget his fucking name now uh cam newton you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that—that the, the, just proved that they're ready. They got this guy, and he's—he was average the whole time. They don't trust him to throw the ball downfield. He's throwing it downfield a little more this year than last year when he was checked down Charlie. And they're just so ready to anoint him that even when he makes mistakes, they're less, they're like, oh, "Mac Jones." <laughs> I think that they—he's so—he's uh, average, a lot man. Of, he is average, but he kind of—he—he he reminds you of Tom Brady to a certain extent um, that I think everybody was just ready for him yeah. to be like Tom Brady 2.0, so to speak. Yeah. And Cause he's, he's mild mannered. He's not athletic. It, he's uh he's confident. He's a pocket. He's a pocket passer. Yeah, he's, he's a pocket passer. It seems like he's it a, matches. Uh, he's a pasty, boring white guy. Uh, all those mm-hmm. things. Um, he he did have like a nice he's, thing. Uh, like he's experiencing quicksand. Yeah, and, uh... exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, he runs better than Brady, actually. I saw Brady run. He yesterday. does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did have a good thing going with Devontae Parker, who had over 156 yards receiving. Shout out to Devontae um, Parker, man. Yeah, he was good. Patriots had a real shot to win this game after the Ravens. Um, what was it? It was like a one play drive that ended in, in with a Rashad Bateman fumble. That was mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, 
But of course, a few plays later, Mac Jones gets picked off by Marlon Humphrey. Um, their next possession ended in a fumble that led to Lamar rushing for that mm. long touchdown rush to ice the game. Um, Mac Jones threw one more pick just for fun. Uh, <laughs> the play before and, that, the play before that, the guy <clears throat> dropped a pick and was mad at himself. And then yeah. Mac Jones was like, "Hey, man, don't be so down on yourself." Well, yeah, here's you know another let's, one. <laughs> let's try that one more time. And to make matters worse, Mac Jones got his ankle rolled up on yeah. what was the final play of the game for him. Um, I don't know how bad it is. It's a high it ankle not, sprain. It did not look good. Yeah. He was hopping off the field on one foot. Um, his sad face is. Whew. Yeah. If if he's high ankle sprains usually take a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that's the case, I would say to Patriots fans, strap in because it's time to ride the Brian Hoyer Express. Let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> yeah. So good luck with that. Mm, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Go then Ravens. we got the uh, staying in that division. We got the New York Jets playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. Who picked this one? We're forgetting all about this, man. Oh, actually, I know who picked them because I filled out the spreadsheet here. Yes, uh, you did. The Jets Bengals was picked by me. I chose the Bengals, and I, was I think right. I think we both believe that this was going to be a get right game for the yeah, Bengals, it was. and that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally get their first win of the season against the mighty, mighty Joe Flacco Jets. <laughs> Man, Joe Flacco was bad in this game. Talk about quarterbacks who you don't want to throw the ball 52 times. Joe Flacco <laughs> would definitely fall into that category for me. Uh, 28 for 52, 285 yards, <laughs> no touchdowns, two interceptions, four sacks. Uh, Flacco also fumbled the ball three times yeah. and lost it twice. Trey Hendrickson was a nightmare living in the yeah, backfield. They were all over him. Two and a half sacks all by himself. I think he caused at least one of those fumbles, maybe both of them. I'm not sure. Um, it was, yeah, per- again, perfect get right game environment for Joe Burrow. But Joe uh, Burrow was running for his <clears throat> goddamn life a lot of that time. They need to figure something out. It's been three years now. It's still a little concerning. He did get sacked twice. Uh, he was under pressure not, a lot. He was under pressure a lot. He did not throw any interceptions, so he's hmm. good for him. Three touchdown passes. Um, Boyd, uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins were open all day long. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Chase, yeah, again. T. Higgins, jeez. Yeah, yeah uh, Jamar Chase only had 29 yards receiving. He did have a touchdown. Um but again, this this was another offense that needed to show mm-hmm. 
that we can do something even when you decide that you're going to try to take away what is perceived as our number one receiver, right? Yeah. Um, you just knew that they were going to have to figure that out, and and they did. Um, I mean, the, the the game where where Jamar Chase goes absolutely nuclear, you have a feeling it's coming. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just about being patient. Um, yeah. And the Bengals managed to prove that they have other weapons that are also a problem and cannot go ignored. Um, you know, so I, the only thing that I, besides the offensive line, well, I guess this is part of the offensive line as well. My my one primary concern with the Bengals is that their run game continues to be like just completely just gonna say uh, that. not effective at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good for Joe Burrow's health, man. It's not. It's really not. And and last year, you know, maybe some people forgot, but but Joe Mixon was a huge part of why this team was yeah. so successful last year. Huge. And he has yet to have a breakout game. Yeah. I feel um, like uh, we if we look over in L.A., man, you see what a team can be if their future quarterback is hobbling around. Mm. And just, just hey, yes. It. Absolutely. It, not only that, again, same thing. If your future, if your franchise quarterback is hobbling around and you can't get your run game going, right? Which is the same problem that the Chargers are having. Yeah, so um, people are teeing off on this guy. Mm-hmm. And Burrow is like, he seems like a pretty like stubborn and like tough <clears> guy. <throat> that he's like, fuck it, bring it. I'm still gonna throw this ball. Right. And he's taking. Hits um, he's not like Brady. It, <laughs> Brady, be no. Like, oh, no oh, next play. But at the end of the day, the Bengals, you know, they got the dub against the Jets, who yeah. we all knew were a fake 2-0 team. Uh, but next week, they're going to have to bring their A game. Thursday. Because there is a buzzsaw waiting for them called the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. waiting to get after these Bengals on Thursday night. Football. I'm going to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning watching that one. That's going to be fun. You, you think he's running be... for his life against the Jets? Watch what watch when uh, Jalen Phillips and uh, Melvin Ingram and Ogba coming after him. I will be on an airplane Oof. while this game is happening. Hope you get um, Wi-Fi, man. You can watch it. A lot of times, the plane you can watch the game on the plane, mm. Bruh. So let me know that... if you watch it. We'll be texting. <laughs> if if I can watch the game on a plane, I'm gonna be stoked. That's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh yeah, we can um we can move on to the next game. Right. Uh, mm. how about how about these Philadelphia Eagles? Skiff picks the Eagles to beat Washington for some reason, and you were right. I uh, you know <laughs> uh you could call me Skiff Stradamus. I could see this one. Uh, I, I saw it coming. I, I even saw the score twenty four to eight. Of course, the Commanders <laughs> was going to score eight points. I would. If you would have asked me last week, I would have said that. I would have said that that, that was going to be the score. Uh, <laughs> this one started out as a bit of a punt fest. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I, I'll be honest with you. I actually I'm li- I actually had a feeling that the commanders were going to hang in this one and give the, Eng- the Eagles a run for their money. Um, that feeling must have been the hangover I had from the night before <laughs> because this is not how this game played out. Um, Jalen Hurts took over and man did he have a thing going on with Devonte smith my lord eight receptions 169 yards one touchdown 
and some seriously impressive acrobatic receptions yeah. from uh, from Devonta yes. Smith. He looked like unbelievable. Yeah. AJ Brown was absolutely shredding the slot. Five yeah. receptions for eighty-five yards and a touchdown. Can you imagine the business decision that you have to make <laughs> when when he catches the ball, ripping through the slot? Oh yeah. And you're the safety who has to to go. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna try to tackle him yeah. while he just caught a ball in stride at mm. full speed. I'd just be like, you know what? Fuck. And Hurts is putting it in stride, like he's leading him. Exactly. I'd just be like, you know what? The end zone's down there, bro. Just go, go get it. <laughs> <That's all laughs> uh, the Eagles D murdered the run game. Antonio Gibson was going absolutely nowhere. He mm. scored a touchdown, but it was in garbage time. Um, Wentz did not throw any picks, I don't think, but he did get Surprise. sacked nine times yes. for a total loss of 58 yards. I think they had 17 QB hits as well. God damn. 17. Wentz is probably pissed off at his, at his offensive line. Yeah. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. He's this like, Eagles. Wrong with y'all. <laughs> Yeah, this Eagles defensive line combo of Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, and Josh Sweat were raining all yeah. holy hellfire mm. down on Carson Wentz's head. Yeah. Nine sacks, eight tackles for a loss, seventeen QB hits. I mean, they they were they were all over this dude. Yeah, Washington's uh, looking like they're in big trouble. <clears throat> the Commanders' first points. Did not come until the fourth quarter, and yeah. it came by way of a safety yeah. of all plays. Uh, their total game time possessions. I love it. This is it's always it's funny when it's bad. Punt, 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 fumble, <laughs> punt, 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 back to back turnover on downs, and then finally a touchdown. <laughs> bad day at the office for the commanders. Yeah. Eagles are three and oh, they look totally legit on both mm. sides of the ball. Yep. Uh, I, it, it yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say. Well, speaking of legit teams, uh, I chose the Saints to beat the Panthers, and I was wrong. Mm. Uh, the Panthers actually kind of look legit. The Saints look like frauds, and uh, their coach is still trying to make it to thirty percent as a <laughs> as a professional coach. That might be the problem, man. <clears throat> Dude, hey, okay, this is very important. Saints fans, you can. Close your ears, look away, uh, you know, <laughs> Give or, it or find find your emotional security blanket that you can hold on to or, or, or ball that you need to squeeze or whatever, uh, because I'm not going to say nice things about your team. Do not let these 14 points fool you because it took these ain'ts until like <laughs> midway through the fourth quarter to put anything on the board. The only reason this wasn't a blowout is because the Carolina Panthers are an absolute trash football team. OK, despite Chaquan Smith and, 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 and Chris Olave balling the fuck out, yeah. both with over 100 receiving yards. Jameis Winston is dreadful, y'all. Yeah. Dreadful. Uh, the return of Alvin Kamara did not help much either, especially given that fumble. They got scooped up and taken 44 yards to the house for Carolina's first touchdown of the game. These ain'ts lost to Baker Mayfield on a day <laughs> where he went 12 for 25, 170 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. He sacked him three times. Big fucking deal. Uh, McCaffrey ran right the fuck through you. 
finally got cooking 25 carries for 108 yards. Uh, yeah, he woke up. <clears throat> LaVisca Chenault had the play of the game. What was that fucking shit? 67 yard touchdown grab. Uh, I don't know where the Saints secondary was on that one. Um, look, th- this Saints defense at times appears to give them chances to win games. Yeah. Uh, but I was not buying this bullshit narrative coming into the year that the saints were going to be a 10 win team. There were people saying this is going to be a 10 win team this year. Including myself. I, I knew that shit was false. Okay. Yeah. It's obvious to me. Jameis Winston ain't it with as many great wideouts as the saints have right now. Mm. This team more than most needs to look at itself at be, as being like a quarterback away from being able to take over this division. Mm. Damn, I didn't think about it like that. Okay, and I it, it, honestly... You think it's the quarterback away? I think they're a coach and a quarterback away. I, and maybe also just a true. coach. Uh, no, no, the quarterback's no, got to go. go. But yeah. I agree with you. I, can, I, I, I do not disagree with what you just said. Sure, throw the coach into the mix too. But a, a, a better coach and, a, and an actual quarterback, a real one, not one that is this fucking terrible. He's awful. Hmm. Um, and the Panthers, I don't, I don't know what to say about them. They, they, they get the win. Matt rule gets to keep his job for one more week. Uh, but <laughs> unless this, you really don't believe this, in the Panthers. It's the NFC. <clears throat> Look, unless this Baker Mayfield experiment suddenly catches fire, which I don't think it will. Um, they look like a three or four win team to me. Damn. All right. Uh, the Saints need, I, I mean, and, and also, again, they're getting on a plane to fly all the way over to London. They've got tons of injury issues. Uh, they've got a quarterback who you can't trust. You've got a coach who does not appear to know what he's doing. Mm. Um, you, you have your backup quarterback playing tight end. Uh, I, I, they're going to, I guarantee you, they're going to start doing this whole revolving door at the quarterback position thing again. How, it, mm. how long is it going to be before Taysom Hill slots in for Jameis Winston? No, nah, I don't hey, think they go there. I think Jameis Winston's only that's, like that's something that Sean Winston, Payton has. Would only Sean Payton could do that and be successful? Yeah, well, it might. He he may not have any choice because if Winston plays this bad and and if he is he's he is playing with injuries. Hill's I'll not give him better that. than. Uh, do they still have Simeon, or is it Ian Book? They might. They I don't still remember. have those three, right? Simeon and Book. I think so. I think so. I don't think they go with Hill. No. He can't pull. Uh, Dennis Allen can't pull that off. No. You need. I a, think the Saints. You need a Bill I, Belichick, Sean Payton type of court coaches to pull that off. I think the Saints are in trouble. I think they're going to fly all the way to London and they're going to get curb stomped by the Vikings. Yeah, I agree. Damn. We'll see, man. Strong words, man. I love it. I love the hatred. <clears throat> the, the vitriol. Sorry, Saints fans. You can start listening again now. We're going to move on to the next game. <laughs> Jaguars uh, looking good, man. But Sean might want to look away for this one. Jesus Christ, the Chargers. <laughs> I mean. You picked, the, you picked the Jaguars in this one to win. I did. I had a feeling. I had a feeling um, that a less than healthy Justin Herbert. Um, no, no, was, no. You picked the Chargers. Oh, did I? Oh, never mind. Uh, I had a feeling that uh, Justin Herbert that, was going to ball you, the yeah. fuck out in this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was wrong. Uh, the Chargers got thumped by the Jags in their own house. 
This game was never in doubt. The Jags hung, hung 16 points on them in the second quarter and 15 in the third quarter. They broke an 18-game road winless record, the Jags. Damn. Thanks to Doug Peterson and the sleep therapist who he met with the week before they flew out to the West Coast. Oh, wow. I saw an interview where he talked uh, about this and how the suggestion from the sleep therapist was when they flew out to LA, all they needed to do was just stay on East coast time. Like don't leave early, leave on Saturday, stay on East coast time. So I, I, yeah, so they flew out on Saturday. I assume they went to bed very early. I obviously woke up very early and then they walked into SoFi stadium and they took care of business. Trevor Lawrence, Mm just absolutely dominated these dudes 28 for 39 262 yards three touchdowns no picks james robinson had a monster day including a 50 yard touchdown run on a fourth and short that's gotta hurt you're 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 lining up to try and stuff them with a fourth down and you give up a 50 yard touchdown run he had uh 17 carries for 100 yards uh travis etienne had a pretty nice day zay jones uh Man, good out there good. yeah <clears throat> say jones look good christian kirk continues to be the real deal marvin mm-hmm. jones jr all three of those guys caught touchdown passes uh i mean for the chargers they put, they put a, a good uh a good they core look- around trevor lawrence when you think about it yeah i don't absolutely. know how they were as, as bad as they were last year besides having urban meyer it's well kind of the they didn't team. have they didn't have Christian Kirk. Oh yeah, no Christian um, Kirk. Yeah, that's true. He was in uh, Arizona. They didn't have they didn't have this complete sort of front seven that they have uh, for the for the defense. Mm. Um, they I think they did some rebuilding on their offensive line as well, which which is okay. starting to show too. So for the Watch Chargers, out for the Jaguars, man, they might ruin our bet. I think they're the ones I'm most concerned will ruin our bet. Yeah. Actually. Um, the Chargers need to be spoken of in this game, despite Uh-oh. the fact that they only put up 10 points. On a day where you have your star quarterback playing with fractured rib cartilage, mm-hmm. man, you got to hope that your run game can carry some of the load. They did not. No. Nah. 26 total rushing yards. God damn. 26. Sony Michelle had 22 yards. Justin huh? Herbert had seven. Austin Eckler had five. Huh? What the hell is going on with Austin Eckler? He has, look. I looked this up. Austin Eckler has a total of 80 yards through three games. He's averaging 2.5 yards per carry. This Damn. is not good. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. <laughs> Brandon Staley, I have to ask, what? Okay, we're not doing a explain yourself this week, but no. let's say that this one kind of substitutes for it. But I have to ask, what the hell is Herbert doing out there? I, I mean, I realize the reason why you give him the start, right? It's mm-hmm. based on his performance. Yeah. You know, with the injury, does does Justin Herbert really give you the best chance to win this football game? Okay. And I can understand if you're like, okay, well, let's start him and see how it goes. Um, fine. but he plays all the way to the end of the game. Okay. He, he's playing to the end while you're getting absolutely, you're getting the doors beaten off of your own building. Yeah. I was wondering despite, how long he's going to be in. 
despite the fact that he's at risk of his injury being even worse with every snap. Uh, and this is also after they had lost their starting blindside tackle, Rashad Slater, to a bicep injury, mm-hmm. probably out for the year. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Right? You, your veteran center, Corey Lindsley, also out with a knee injury. Okay. Staley is quoted after the game is saying that Herbert wanted to stay in and battle through with his guys. But I say that's not his decision to make. Protect your players from themselves, man. And the doctor, the team doctor and themselves protect the player. This it, Well, we know uh. what's up with that team doctor. This defense that is supposed to be elite got completely exposed, especially mm-hmm. after they lost Joey Bosa to a groin injury. Yeah. Derwin James and Asante Samuel looked feisty early, but that didn't last the whole game. Uh, Herbert is the only thing that makes this team special. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Without him, the Chargers are a joke. And playing him all the way through to the end, risking an injury in a game you have clearly already lost makes no sense to me. None. Yeah. Agreed. On all fronts. Um, The Chargers are suddenly dealing with a lot of injuries, so don't be surprised if this team starts to free fall out of playoff contention once again. I. Oh, yeah. They're in trouble. Yeah, they are. Big time. All right. Now we move on to the Atlanta Falcons versus the Seattle Seahawks in the game of the week. You got damn right. Finally, the game of the week. I chose the Falcons, by the way, and I got that right. Let's fucking do this. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way first, okay? okay? Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota? He's terrifying, okay? He's like the worst kind of quarterback for the Falcons to have a team that is already known for blowing leads. And this dude is out here fumbling the ball away at like the worst possible times in the game. He threw a pick in this game too. Uh, He's a habitual line stepper. Exactly. He's, he's uh, yeah, he he throws a pick, but he also gets a rushing touchdown. Mariota is like that roller coaster that like when you're, you wanted to ride it, but then halfway through it, you're like, I want to get off of this yeah. <laughs> right now. I think I'm going to throw up. Uh, and, but it's too late. You're, you're strapped in. There's no, there's no way out. Um, and then all your throw up goes into the people behind you. Exactly. And those are all the, the other, fans. <laughs> exactly. All the other Falcons fans. Exactly. Uh, okay. So I, I, that's, that's, that's my, my, caveat for this game but he did okay so he did manage to get Kyle Pitts those targets that he was looking Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. uh he went to Pitts early and often eight targets five receptions 87 yards Drake London continues to be extremely impressive I really really love this this guy is quickly becoming one of my favorite uh Falcons uh he made a great move on that cat when he caught it at like the four or five yard line and did that little spin move Mm -hmm. and then blasted off that one dude to get to the red zone I was like fuck yeah um loving him however it has to be said this motherfucker scored fucking patterson yeah. mr i'm motherfucking back and shit was a forced 
to be reckoned with. Yeah. These Seahawks did not know what hit them. 17 carries for 141 yards and a touchdown. Bro, he was electric. Cutting, juking, hurdling dudes. Without him, we would be so fucked. So yeah. completely fucked. Because our defense could not stop a fucking nosebleed. They just couldn't. Um, but doesn't Gino I'm, give it up in the end of the game? He does. And and we did manage to force quite a few punts and held them to field goals mm-hmm. a lot of times. But we let them hang around in this game at the end, which, you know, it, it, which always starts to smell like a Falcons choke job, no matter any, yeah. how you cut it. Um, the weirdest thing that happened in this game, however, was a 10 minute delay caused by an illegal drone mm. flying into the stadium. All of the players were waved to the sidelines. Everyone's looking up at the sky, pointing, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Apparently, this had happened at the same stadium the day before at a college game. It was like Washington versus Stanford, I think. So I don't know what's going on. And I, I don't know how how do you even do, like I don't know how they got rid of the drone. Did they send up another drone and like shoot that one down? Or what? Do, how do you solve <laughs> that problem? You know what I mean? I don't know what they did. Um, but either way, we came back out on the field. Two plays later, Mariota fumbles the ball. Yeah. Gave the Seahawks a chance to deliver us another embarrassing law loss. Um, Seattle had a nine play drive that got stalled thanks to a holding call and then a sack. And on fourth down, uh, Gino throws one up to Tyler Lockett, but my man Richie Grant went up and picked that shit off for the ball game. Falcons first win of the season. Let's fucking go! Congratulations to the Falcons. I'm <clears> glad, <throat> man. We both walked in here. We both had victory Mondays. It's nice. Mm. I'm glad. It's rare when you and I win on the same week. Yeah. But <laughs> in, all you in have the to history do, of this podcast. It feels like all you have to do is just if the Falcons win, because the Dolphins seem to be winning every week. Uh let's uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's gonna get easier. I you know, if you guys keep winning, all we have to do is just win a couple and you know. All right. Then we got uh the Packers playing the Buccaneers. You chose the Packers to win. Did this we game. I feel like we may have skipped Rams Cardinals. I got it next. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but we can do that. See. Whichever one you want to do. Go Rams Cardinals. Rams Cardinals. Okay. I I chose the uh, Rams to win this game because I think the Cardinals are a shitty team. They are. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a weird one because the Rams were not great, but they didn't have to be no. because the Cardinals could only kick field goals. Yeah, they're a field goal offense. <laughs> In this game, that yeah. that's who they are. It's all about getting those the Get three those pointers. Three, Get those three. Um, they were able to move the ball through the air to Hollywood Brown. Um, fourteen receptions, one hundred and forty-one yards. Uh, this Dorch dude who I had never heard of. Yeah. Um, seems to be quite good. You know, he's going to disappear as soon as DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I would imagine. Um, but the Cardinals had these insane long drives. Mm-hmm. where they just could not get in the end zone. They had an eight-play drive, a 12-play drive, a 16-play drive, a 17-play drive, a 19-play drive. All of them ended in field goals. Kyler Murray was 37 for 58, 314 yards. But again, no touchdowns, none, zero. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand it. I don't understand what Cliff Kingsbury is doing in the red zone that keeps them out of the end zone. Well, there was one time they were close to the red zone. It was fourth and four, and they were down mm. 11 in the fourth quarter. Mm. And he decided to uh, to take a field goal. 
Mm. No, That's no, no. He decided, no, he decided to go for it. I'm sorry. They're down 11. Okay. He decided to go for it. I think it was like seven minutes left. And I wrote mm. that down in my notes. Like, why? Kick it, and then you're down one score. But then of all the times to go for it, he does that. Then uh, earlier, there was third and two. And they, they call a back shoulder pass at Jalen oh. Ramsey, who, Oof. of course, breaks it up. He was all over the place. He was balling. He was. I almost put him he as was. MVP. He was balling so hard. Uh, and it's just like, then later they come down and they kick early because time is running out. So then mm. they, they, so they're like, all right, we got, they got some penalty or something. So then they kick early, uh, kick the field goal. And now they're down eight and it's no, no time left really. So like, imagine mm. if they would have kicked it because they didn't make that, they didn't convert that, uh, the fourth down. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Um, it does That's not bode well for your team that their only win came at a not, like a team falling apart. Well, not only that, but it also came by way of an effort from the Cardinals that I would not necessarily attribute to good coaching. No, it was literally just Kyler Murray going nuclear. Yeah, and the uh, Raiders just fell apart too. Like. Yeah, exactly. It was a combination of um, Murray and the Raiders. It had nothing to do with Kingsbury. Yeah. He's looking bad, to be man. To be fair, my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford, was not special either. He didn't throw any touchdowns, uh, but he was, at the very least, very efficient. He was 18 for 25, 249 yards. Cam Akers had an average mm. day on the ground, but a really nice touchdown yeah, run, bouncing off a dude, nice, getting yeah. into the end zone. He did. He also fumbled at the goal line. Oh yeah, you know, Again. which would have really that would have changed the score line. It would have it would have maybe looked a little more accurate had he scored that touchdown. Um, shout out to Cooper Cup and that sick twenty yard jet sweep touchdown run. That was beautiful. Um, I think that was his first ever rushing touchdown for Cooper oh, really? Cup. That was yeah, did that you, was funny. Did you uh, did you you got to watch the you got to watch the game right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see, like, I felt like Robinson is out of place right now. And I just had yeah. this feeling like, like, he seemed like really like, I, the, their, their chemistry's not there yet. And I feel like if that comes around, then the Rams can take the next step. But it feels it's like. It's a little, I don't know what's going on there. I don't yeah. know if maybe, maybe there's a protect, uh, like, is there a problem on the offensive line? Is, is Stafford, does he feel rushed? Um, it feels like, it, 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 yeah, it feels like he's supposed to run ten yards, but he runs twelve. You know what I mean? It feels like that type. Of yeah, thing. if they get that I, right, um, it could be a little better. I did have a close eye on that because he was. I was playing against Allen Robinson in fantasy, oh, and okay. um, his his production really helped me win. Actually, because he did not have a good night. Oddly enough, Ben Skoranek was the Rams' leading receiver. I don't know if anybody had him in their fantasy roster. Probably not. Uh, you know, he didn't have a ton of yards, but he 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 did have a lot of key first down catches. Like mm. he was like, um, he kind of felt like their version of Hunter Renfro. Uh, yeah. In this game, well, Cooper um, Cup is also their version. Of Hunter. They got two of them now. Yeah. Um, did you Aaron see Donald. him line up as fullback? And then <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. like paste a linebacker. Yeah. To yeah. open up for a it, touchdown run. Yeah, that was nice. I was like, wow. Um, this is wide receiver. Aaron, Aaron Donald got oh his one 100th sack in this game. 
He nice is one. the fastest defensive tackle to record 100 sacks in NFL history. He also had one really funny – I don't know if you saw this. You probably saw it. There was this really funny play where Aaron Donald just blasted through the line, mm. and he he dove at Kyler Murray, who – you know how like when – um like in the summertime when, when a bee flies all up in your face, you know, mm. <laughs> and you kind of freak out, you know, or if you, but when, but you also know that like someone who's nearby is looking at you and they don't see the bee yeah, yeah. and they just, they, all they see is you just like, Wah! you know, like it, Kyler Murray did that. And just, he just, he, it, uh, he, he almost threw up a pick, but uh. Aaron Donald didn't even touch him, and, yeah. and Kyler Murray was just like, ah! Hey, I was at home, and I threw my shit, too, so. <laughs> I threw a, a glass of beer. Um, Again, it's very early in the season, but I have to say, I don't know how good I feel about either one of these teams, to be honest. I know. I, f- I feel like I know where the Cardinals are. I feel like the Rams are molding into what they need to be, but I think the Cardinals I mean, are. It's about time to start. Yeah. I mean, the good news is that the Rams have more wins than losses after not playing right. too terribly impressive in any of these games yet. Um, so, yeah, but that's the opposite problem for the Cardinals. Yeah. Cardinals should could be 0-3. And, yeah, they're, Probably should be, yeah, honestly, if you think about it. They're a crazy game away from being 0-3. Uh, mm-hmm. Packers-Bucks, man. It's supposed to be the game of the week. Turned out to be meh, the meh. Yeah. Brady versus Rodgers, the meeting of the goats. Two of the bottom five in passing. Honestly, this looked more <laughs> like the meeting of two dudes who look ready to like feed pigeons in the park <laughs> while contemplating retirement. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense? Well, they're missing three wide receivers. I I understand that. And and uh, and obviously they come in with two wins already, but but even in those games, it's not like they looked impressive when they had no, the receivers. That's true. Right? They their had defense um, has got to be a top 10 defense, and it's going to keep them in every game this year. I'm not that worried about the Bucs. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. They had a okay, so they had this long 10 play drive to start the game that ended in a field goal, but then it was like back to back three and out punts, mm-hmm. a fumble, and then and then you're at the half. But for me, the Packers defense was really the story of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because after back-to-back touchdown drives to start the game, the Packers offense also got shut the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Um, good news for the Packers is that this rookie Romeo Dobbs had a very solid performance, eight Lucky. targets, eight yeah. receptions, 73 yards. You know, Rogers is loving that both defenses, obviously, as you suggested, kind of took over this game. Um, the Packers only had 67 total rushing yards. The Bucks only had 34 rushing yards. Um, both teams shot themselves in the foot in, in the feet with penalties. Mm-hmm. Packers had eight penalties for 65 yards. The Bucks had six for 40. Aaron Jones fumbled the ball on the goal line. What, why is this happening so much this year? Um, <laughs> that, that TD obviously would have helped, you know, to make this game seem a lot less, uh, dramatic. Um, but again, you know what? It's not my fault that these Bulldogs are out here balling out because my man, former Bulldog, Quay Walker, is out here picking off Bra- oh, Tom Brady right before go. the half. Um, <laughs> and at the point where he got that interception, the Bucks coaches immediately started hiding all the tablets on the sideline. Um, <laughs> dodged a bullet there for sure. 
the Bucks also fumbled on their first drive out of the half. Um, but Brady got a shot. Brady got a shot at the end, right? You kind of thought he was going to pull it off. Uh, he launched this 13-play touchdown drive, made the score 14-12. to 12. Mm-hmm. Brady threw an absolute dart to my man, uh, former Falcon, Russell Gage, for that <laughs> touchdown. That was Not a really good – Falcon. <clears throat> uh, the Bucks, they line up to go for two. They don't get the playoff in time. Delay a game. Some people say it was a delay a game on the play before that. I would yeah, I'm agree. I'm one of those people. Um, Brady tries. So the ball gets pushed back to the seven yard line. Brady tries to go back to Russell Gage, uh, but Devondre Campbell breaks up the pass, and that's the ball game. Now, the thing that I found a little fascinating about this, and I read about this last night, there's this weird mystery in the post game interview with uh, Aaron Rodgers, he seems to suggest that he saw something on the jumbotron mm-hmm. from the play before that led him to believe that he knew what play they were going to run when they went for two. And hmm. he said, sometimes they show some things on the jumbotron that they shouldn't show. And I pass that information along to the coaches and uh, yeah, we won the game. Huh. And I and everyone is trying to figure out what he's talking about. Huh. Um So he's saying that he I, knew the play because of something on the jumbotron. Exactly. He saw the play and he knew what it was. And um he's taking credit for the for their failed two point conversion. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> Dude's such a such a weirdo. <laughs> but still one of my favorite quarterbacks of this generation. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, then we got the 49ers Broncos shit bowl of the week. What did we say? An instant classic. <laughs> <laughs> shit bowl of the week. Uh, you got Jimmy you G running out of the back of the end zone. Russ is out here cooking hot dogs in the microwave. This is a fucking barn burner. Let's go. You picked what the, happened? Uh, you picked the Niners to win, by the way. I did, yeah. It we did. all thought they would win, though. What happened? I don't what even know, man. What the fuck happened? It was like uh, the two. Uh, how could Shanahan not beat Nathaniel Hackett? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm I lost. Don't know. I don't know. I was watching. Uh, Jimmy G looked bad. Did I? I didn't really track this game that closely. Did Did he? Um, I woke up. Did Sunday, it look I like... woke up Monday morning and watched this game. The whole and I was like, I walked away thinking Jimmy G. I thought they were gonna win because of Jimmy. G. I was like, okay, they'll be ready. He'll fall right into place. And then there's just like, oh, reminder, like this dude. He just seems kind of like blase. Did it look like they were still trying to run Trey Lance's playbook, or what? What? What happened? Like what? Ah, good question. Uh, no, they still they still like to focus on the run. Uh-huh. That, that seemed to be their thing, uh, but uh, every time he got to get control, it didn't like he was bad. Jimmy Jimmy G. I mean, the focusing on the run part went went fairly well. It has to be said. I mean, mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson had a decent night. He he broke off some big runs in this game. Uh, he had one that was like almost a forty yard run, which was quite nice. Um, yeah, and the, it's not like it. I mean, he was he was finding Debo, Ayuk. I mean, 
What, it seemed like were there a lot of penalties game, though, in this man. game. Um, I don't remember if there were a lot of penalties, but it seemed like their type of game, like that uh, kind of. They kind of rough. Oh, it there were, dude. He had, San Francisco had seven penalties in this game. Oh, wow. Seven for forty yards. I, something must have killed their momentum. I, I can only mm. imagine it was probably something like that. It didn't feel as I watched it. It didn't feel like super penalized, but I guess so. Seven is uh more. It's more than it should be. I would think. The Broncos just. I looked, mean, the Broncos looked still looked unprepared. What I find a little fascinating is that these two. Both, I mean, everyone was kind of assuming that both the NFC West and especially the AFC West mm-hmm. was going to be just the supercharged divisions, and that is not turning out to be the case. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah. I'm surprised that both of these divisions. We were the same way. We were thinking, oh, they're clashing against each other this year. It's going to be crazy. And uh, everybody in the AFC West lost this week, didn't they? No, sorry, the Broncos won this game yeah. by one point. <laughs> 11 to 10, right? What? Wasn't that the score? I mean, the final score? This is like a baseball score. <laughs> it's not a football score. 11 to 10. That's it's ridiculous. Disgusting. Yeah, I don't have much more to say. I just, uh, Russell Wilson doesn't look like it's working out. Nathaniel Hackett looks like he's not meant to be. Um, apparently, he's hired somebody to help him make uh, <laughs> decisions in uh what's it called uh game time decision or like what's it called like uh, situational football decisions really yeah i feel like you and How i was, could, what was his interview what was his interview what well, i think you and i should get hired to do a job like that <laughs> i don't think he's around after this season did they interview uh what's his name the enemy the enemy oh yeah. i don't know it's a good question no, I agree with you. I, they did. I, they I, interviewed I a... on in January. They interviewed uh, Eric Bieniemy, and they, I guess his interview went so bad that they went with this guy, Nathaniel Hackett, who's bringing in somebody to help him make football decisions, situational football decisions. He admitted that he's been making bad calls and like he's overwhelmed. Like, what the fuck? It's not a good look. Horrible look. Final game of the week was the clash of the Titans, the uh, Dallas Cowboys going against the New York Giants. And uh, I got to watch this game this morning. I woke up and uh, um, I actually woke up early and I just started from the beginning and fast forwarded through everything. And Mm -hmm. um, Daniel Jones is as bad as advertised. (laughs) (laughs) He does get in there and make some runs. But uh, and uh, Saquon tried his best to help them out, but uh, mm. this dude is—he just throws like. And another thing, Dallas's defense is yeah. gonna—it's gonna keep McCarthy's gonna keep his job because of that defense. The, the combination of the stubbornness of Jerry Jones and the uh, like, Micah Parsons and Lawrence had three sacks, I believe, mm. two or three sacks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lawrence came out there balling. And then on the third end, we got the interception at the end of the game for for Diggs. And we always talk about the three levels having a star on it, and they do. Michael Parsons was hair on fire all over the place. He didn't he didn't fill up the stat sheets, but he was you could see his impact on the game. Uh and that right tackle of the uh Lion, of the Giants had no clue what was going on and was basically a turnstile. Whoever was yeah. over him was getting right at Daniel Jones's feet every time, and Jones was just like, 
It's like he doesn't look up when he when he steps up in the pocket. It's like whenever he has his step up in the pocket, his eyes immediately go down and he loses all contact with everybody. <laughs> Does anything happen and and is all in self preservation mode? <laughs> he's he's so yeah. bad. He's so I felt I felt <clears throat> bad for Giants fans, especially when you have somebody like Saquon Barkley on the team. Um, that number three receiver, I forget his name. Uh, he was good. They have a young receiver that was out there balling. Um, was it uh, Sterling Shepard? Oh, he's not young then. Oh, he changed his number. Is, I don't know if that's him, though. Is I think it is three? him. Yeah, they were saying it. Yeah. He was, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm scared to say the wrong thing now. He used to play for the Packers, though. But uh, he's, <laughs> 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 yeah, it was Sterling Shepard. <laughs> he's got some pep in his step, considering he's been around for a bit. But. Um, yeah, they and then they had they were trying to get uh what's his name Galladay, uh huh. But uh, I almost wrote off C.D. Lamb in this game. He dropped a he, huge bomb. I and he heard yeah. another pass later, and I was like, I started. I was I had this whole narrative about Jerry Jones and the stubbornness trying to make. First, it annoys me because they start the game with uh with Ezekiel Elliott running into the back of people. And then yeah. they let Pollard run, and his first run, he busts off like a 40-yard run mm. or something crazy. Then Yeah, Tony Pollard is still the leading rusher in this game, 105 yards rushing to Zeke's 73. Yeah, so it's like, that's good that they ran enough to get all of these yards, but like, why are they leaning on Zeke so much? Then uh, the, this guy Brown obviously has, uh, Noah Brown has this good chemistry with uh, mm. Cooper, Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, man, Noah Brown, he's he's going at rush. They're comfortable with each other. And then they they have to force it to CeeDee Lamb, and he's dropping the ball. But then he came up big at the end of the game. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't have that whole narrative of the stubbornness of Jerry Jones making that. Because I can see Jerry Jones saying, hey, you got to throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb at least four times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But And McCarthy will probably go with it because he's a lame, <coughs> lame duck coach right now. Well, he, they threw it to him 12 times. Uh, he only caught it eight times for 87 yards. He, like you said, he dropped a, a couple dropped big at least ones. Two. Um, but he caught the one that mattered in the clutch for yes. the game-winning touchdown. Uh, great one-handed grab. I saw that. And the Cowboys, they have to be pinching themselves because this Cooper yeah. Rush experience is working out far better than most people predicted. Yeah. Uh, he ain't great, but he no. doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, when he throws it bad, then, he throws it bad <clears throat> away from the defense. And yeah, and, and, and yeah, and like you said, this defense is gonna always give them a chance to win football games as long as you know the quarterback just needs to be serviceable, Damn. and um, and that's what they have. I, I'm hearing crazy reports that that Dak thinks that he might actually be back and and able to play next week. Don't do it, y'all. Um, I, Who I just do they think, play next week? Mm, Cowboys next week are playing. They play the Washington football team or the Washington Commanders. So I think you, I think you can beat the Commanders exactly. without Dak Prescott, yeah. which makes sense. Like if you want to be worried about a team. Like I, I, I honestly would keep him on ice until they play the Rams week the, five. <laughs> maybe until the Rams game or or yeah. the Eagles, because 
I don't know. That Eagles game, man, you're going to need something special to win that game. So maybe, I don't if know. I hate the, the idea of. The thing is, if you beat the Commanders. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're basically playing for the wild card right now. Yeah. And the NFC is so weak. It's like, let Dak heal up, lean on your defense, and play, you know, play like you're playing now. Mm-hmm. You'll be all right. You're going to win next week against the Commanders. You'll probably lose against the Rams with or without Dak. But you don't want to have a hurt Dak out there. I'd say just keep him on ice until you play the Eagles. Until he's healthy. Yeah, sure. But I'm saying, like, if you, if he's healthy enough to where you think he can play against the commanders, what's the harm in giving him two more weeks and playing yeah. what could arguably be one of your biggest games of the year? Yeah. Yeah, week six, man. We'll see what they do, man. It's up to Jerry because he's going to make McCarthy do it every once. <laughs> Ugh, whatever, dude. Yeah, man. But you won this week. Mm? You won 10 to 9. Let's go. You don't have to count it up because I got the spreadsheet here, buddy. Nice. <laughs> what did you have? Do you have the right the same thing? Uh, I think so. Okay. I don't want to yeah. be. Okay. Good. Your, uh, your, your gamble wins, man. You did it. Mm-hmm. Your underdog pick of the Browns. Good job. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. Somehow they were underdog. All right. Um, we can go into the uh, superlatives this week. Who's your mm-hmm. real MVP or should I go first? It's up to you, man. Um, I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> I have a feeling. <clears throat> I'm going to go 218 yards, four touchdown passes, plus 11 carries for 107 yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, it's got to be Lamar Action Jackson out here adding zeros to that next contract. And the first QB in NFL history to have back-to-back games with three or more touchdown passes and over 100 yards rushing. Oof, Lamar Jackson. This was you the real this MVP. Was, this is his seventh career game with at least 200 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. No other player since 1950 has done this in more than three games. Wow. Dude is one of one and if he keeps playing like this he might actually be the league mvp Mm, nice i like that uh i'm gonna say surprise Mm. everybody miami dolphins defense (laughs) uh counted out all the way everybody was predicting a, a shootout um the overs all over you know, they're going over. It's going to be 56 points in this game. And Miami Dolphins defense held the Bills to 17 points. The Bills, who are out here putting 40 burgers on teams on a regular basis, most 40 points in the, in the last two uh, seasons in history or some shit like that. Uh, and they held them to 17 points. They sacked, uh, they sacked our boy four times, Josh Allen, made him fumble the ball, uh, which put Miami in position to score. And held them in the end on a uh, goal line stand. Dropped a couple interceptions as well. So I'm going to say Miami Dolphins defense. You the real MVP. They probably laid a blueprint too for other teams to follow. Oh, you, you need that talent. but And they're missing some players too on, on defense. Uh, so. Uh. so shout out to that. That's what I said was MVP. Not biased at all. Who's trash? You're trash for the week. Uh, for me, I'm my trash is just this entire Sunday night football game. Um, the whole thing from start to finish yeah. was just an embarrassing, smelly pile of trash. Um, 
again, Jimmy G stepping out of the back of the end zone, Dan Orlovsky was loving it every minute of it. Yeah. He was like, you know, his name immediately came up. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dan Orlovsky was famous for having stepped out of the back of the end zone. No, no, he scrambled uh, like five exactly. steps across he, he, the back. His, of was the... Way, his was way worse than Jimmy yeah. G's uh, for the Detroit Lions many years ago. But he had a funny t- – he tweeted out, freedom! Like, I'm not the only one who's done this <laughs> He now, said, like, basically. stay off so, my lane or something like that, right? Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Exactly. Mark Sanchez said that with the butt punt. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Because he yeah, had yeah, the yeah. butt fumble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and of course, you know the situation with with Russell Wilson out here cooking hot dogs in the microwave is just mm. fucking pathetic piece of shit. But Damn. with both of these teams, this game—I mean, that's your Sunday night football game. That's mm. supposed to be like your flagship game of the week. It's like oof, yeah, man. Sunday night awful. football. You are trash. Uh, for me, I'm staying with that game, and I'm just going with one player, Jimmy Garoppolo. <clears throat> You're out here, uh, untradeable. Staying on the team just because nobody wanted you, you get a chance to come out here and show that they did the right thing by doing the wrong thing, <laughs> and then you come out and you show that uh, as soon as Lance is back, you're out of here. So this is his chance to get a good contract, and he's blowing mm. it already by doing something like accidentally saving yourself from a pick six by stepping out of bounds for a safety. Come on, man. Jimmy G. You are trash. Shit got learned. Uh, go for it, man. Or I can go. I got two, actually. Uh, okay. Well, you got two, so I'll go first. Mine's right. short. Uh, as much as I love Mike Tomlin, Oof. I, I have learned that his pride is the only thing holding him back mm. from making the switch to Kenny Pickett. I actually think it might take a Trubisky injury for it to happen at this point. Mm. And if it does... I really hope the camera cuts to Tomlin on the sideline because you know he's going to be saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> never say never, but never. And since I know he's listening, mm-hmm. I want to say, I I know what it's like to admit that you've made a mistake, Mike. Mm-hmm. I really do. I've made some mistakes in my life. <laughs> uh, and the bigger man will step up and say, you know what? You're right. Mitch Trubisky is trash. Um, we got this rookie. We need to see what he's made of. We got all these great receivers. Somebody's got to throw him the ball. Um, and uh, it's time. It's time. I think it's time. It's time to make mm. the switch. Yeah, he's, he proved how stubborn he was by having uh, Big Ben playing all the time. When it was time to move on. Never moved on. Yep. All right. my I have two things, man. Mm-hmm. First thing is, flopping has arrived in the NFL. Oh, bro, yes. I forgot about this play. Go, as, go as on. As if the offense doesn't have enough protection. I saw go guys on. rolling around a little extra trying to milk out a penalty. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Joe Burrow all tried to get calls on Sunday. Thankfully, none of the acting helps, but this is not a good look. Eventually, they might start rewarding the flopping like they do in the NBA and in the other football. The referees already have a tough enough time with calls that can be challenged. Why make it harder for them by flopping? Especially when you can't challenge a penalty. They need mm. to focus on this shit right away because it becomes before it becomes a major part of the game. This shit is really getting on my nerves, man. 
Now I get, Bro, I get, so the, de- I get acting like you got hurt to to extend the co- the clock or whatever at the end of the game. Well, you get desperate like that. But these quarterbacks, sure. man, it's already hard enough with the, the the extra rollover. Like, I'm so glad you brought this up because that Mac Jones, yeah, flop was the one that pissed me off the most because it was so obvious. It was like. I was yeah. like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? That Can't is believe, not, man. do not make that a thing in the NFL. It's, it's the, the reason why I don't watch soccer that much anymore because I just got so yeah. tired of it. Like, I just like, I, I was like, I can't. And they get rewarded for it. And I think that's why they mm-hmm. do it. NBA too. They're getting rewarded for it. And I feel like you should get a delayed game or unsportsmanlike conduct. I mean, I suppose my like conduct, that's 15 yards, so maybe not that, but maybe even have a new thing called uh, diving or flopping or something like that. But you got yeah. they got to get this corrected before it starts being a And thing. it's hard, man. It's hard on the referees, too, because it's like, you know, the game's happening at 100 miles an hour. It's yeah. easy to miss. Um, but, yeah, I yeah, good point, man. Yeah, that that's my one thing that I got learned. And then... The other thing that's kind of obvious is there are some really bad coaches that are employed right now. Mm-hmm. Simple shit's getting missed. Maybe there's more to prepare for these days with these complex playbooks and whatnot, but um, it's overwhelming or, or something. I don't know. But there's an abundance of bad situational football out there every week. Bad slash dumb challenges, stupid fourth down attempts, stupid field goals, delayed game penalties, illegal shifts and formations, just plain bad football starting from the top. The head coaches. And I know the whole thing about 2020 hindsight, but some stuff is just standard football stuff that's getting missed by these professionals getting paid a lot of money. And that's what I learned this week is like there's some bad Good stuff point. There. Good point. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it was a little – I watched every single game this week. I tried to every week, but sometimes it was just hard. Like, really? How many delay games? I don't know if I've seen this many delay games as I did this week. And that's just like, come on, man. You know you got 40 seconds. Mm. Quarterback not having a clue that it's like the coach not wasting timeouts. Miami too. I'm not saying that my team is not guilty of it either. It's frustrating. Very. Or like having to like do a play because the clock's running out, winding down, and they're like slap clapping trying to get the, the ball snapped, <coughs> in and they're just it's a waste of a down. Mm. Scariest AFC team. Who you got? Scariest AFC team. I got Dolphins. I, I I I don't think I don't necessarily think they're the best AFC team. Right. But I do find them to be the scariest. Like I do, it, it, like the way they've managed to win games, the way that 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 this this rookie head coach has got them playing. Uh, yeah. I'd be scared to play this team. They. I feel like they've proved themselves to be. A, a very intelligent and talented football team um, that can hurt you in a lot of different ways. They're, they're, yeah, they're my scariest. Yep, um, I have to agree. I said this. I was trying to find a different team because I didn't want to look biased, but it's actually the scariest team is the the team that you 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 know you don't know what's coming, and the speed on both sides of the ball uh, of this team um, is scary, and the fact that it, it looks like no lead. Because of that Baltimore game, it's like no lead is big enough because of the speed mm. of the team. So, and they seem to be well coached and prepared. So we'll see if it continues this way. But this week, scariest team is Miami Dolphins in the AFC. Who you got with the NFC? Mm. I got the Eagles. Um, I mean, I know they beat a, a 
mediocre football team, but I have to say, you look around the NFC, um, yeah. we've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, a kind of a none of the above approach. This is the only team that I don't have any question marks about. Uh, it's the only team that, that, you know, just doesn't, they just seem to be complete at, at, at all, all levels, both sides of the ball. Um, and Jalen Hurts is playing his ass off. Um, and Mr. Uh, each and every one in the building has, has really figured out how to make this team, um, like, just incredibly scary to play against. Yeah, man. Uh, looks like we got two undefeated teams, and we both agree for the first time, I think, ever. Well, we say both. Mm. Uh, but we got the, I got the Eagles as well. I think Hurts looks like the truth. You can see his confidence now, mm. uh, and and the team believes in him, and that there's uh, chemistry now between the entire team. Like It's like they're flowing together, man. Each and every individual is real. So For real. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta I gotta agree with you on the Eagles. Man, this is the longest episode we've ever done, man. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, man. We're almost two hours. That's, that's oh, how geez. good it's been, man. Thank y'all for checking this episode out, man. It's uh this has been been real. And now it's time to uh mm. move on to the next. <laughs> Thanks Let's for checking out this episode of Spin NFL. It's uh, been Jonathan Rollins and Skiff Musara. And we will catch y'all very soon as we talk about the predictions for week four of football. Mm. So we'll see y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.